All right. So tonight we have a presidential debate at 9 p.m. Make sure you go check it out. Watch it on YouTube. Um, you can also watch it on the various streaming platforms. Now, why is this important? If you're in the stock market, it is super important because it's going to tell you, it's going to tell investors a little bit more about what the plans are for each president, should one of them win, and how they essentially feel about where the direction of their money is going to go. So tax implications, stimulus implications, all those things. If you're in the real estate market, it is also important to know because real estate is the next talk about when there's going to be a bubble in real estate, when it's going to pop, um, if real estate is at its peak. All that kind of stuff is going to be said in the debate, but it's going to be hidden in language. So make sure you listen between the lines. All right. So in this episode, we're going to talk about cryptocurrency. And we're not going to describe cryptocurrency. We're going to talk about whether or not it's time for crypto. Is it time for it to start hitting mainstream or is it time for you to get invested in it? Stay tuned. So quickly, cryptocurrency is a new form of digital asset relatively new and it can be used to buy products and services where it's accepted which is not a lot of places to be honest with you but based on the network that is distributed across a large number of computers it's essentially a decentralized version of currency right digital currency decentralized meaning there's no there's no middleman right we're getting rid of the banks when it comes to money or dollars, euros, whatever kind of pesos, whatever kind of currency they have physically, typically there is a source that generates it and holds it and keeps track of it. Here, with cryptocurrency, it's a digital currency that is not kept in one central location or tracked in one central location or even distributed in one central location. Right? It's decentralized. Right? We're going against the middleman. Um, it allows them or allows the, the currency and those active in it to exist outside the control of governments and central authorities. Now, this whole cryptocurrency thing is run by a powerful technology that the government didn't even, to be honest, the government didn't even want it available, right? They wanted to ban it. Um, blockchain, and why I say the government, meaning like the military. Blockchain is a powerful technology. It holds the whole thing together. What it essentially does is it, it creates a, a trail, Right, that secures a transaction history through multiple networks. So every single transaction is on a blockchain and it's linked to another transaction. And this, this, this network goes on for millions, billions of blocks. What that means is you can't double dip. You can't say you didn't have money or didn't send money because everything is linked together. So that also goes with other forms. So blockchain is not just using cryptocurrency. You can use it in music, too. If you sell um, your music and you link the transaction between the artist and the purchaser, now that purchase is linked to blockchain. So they cannot now go and sell your music that you just sold to them because there's proof that they just bought it from you, right? It's proof that you own it. So it's harder to steal people's music, and it's easier for an artist to get paid directly than going through a middleman which is the music industry, right? Some kind of um, label, right? So if I were producing music and I wanted to sell it, I could use blockchain to make sure I get every single dollar, protect my music, protect my finances, and avoid going through some kind of musical entity, which is kind of cool. Now, once recorded, you cannot go back and edit it. The only way to affect blockchain 
would be to get the majority to do it too. So the idea between cryptocurrency and blockchain is it's kept across multiple servers on multiple different computers. Like I could use my computer and start what's called mining, right? I could set up my own center or network here. And what I would do is I would be responsible for validating transactions. Now there's there's hundreds of thousands of these set up around the world so that the only way for you to go back and change something is for 51% of the people in the network to agree to go back and change something, which is very, 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 very unlikely. It's not impossible, but it, it is next to impossible, which is what makes blockchain so powerful. Um, now, I heard a story once about, so um, in other countries, say like a Venezuela, the government can come and take your land and claim that you don't have a deed on the land. If they used blockchain back in the day to secure their land, there would be no way for the government to ignore the deed because now the deed is linked in a blockchain. It can't be changed. The government can't go and change it. So whoever owned the land, if they had blockchain technology at the time when they got it or somewhere down the road before it got seized, they'd be able to prove irrefutably that it was their land. So you could actually link other things to the blockchain too. So it's not just cryptocurrency. Now, cryptocurrency, they call it the greater fool theory of investment, which means it's just like real currency. There's no cash flow. You can't generate cash flow from it. So the only way you profit is if somebody pays more for it than you did. Right, so cryptocurrency can be traded kind of like stocks, right? But it's more of a commodity, right? Because it doesn't, again, there's no cash flow. So you can trade a cryptocurrency like a commodity, but it's the same thing like gold, silver, etc. People, you're expecting people to buy it from you at a higher price than you bought it for. So who, who's the greater fool, kind of thing? Um, now, cryptocurrency has a hard battle to fight, which is why I think I think I think blockchain is going to be much bigger of a technology on the uh, mainstream than cryptocurrency because you're going against the banks. The banks have always gotten their cuts all since the beginning of this country, since the, big, since the beginning of banking and money and and trade in general. Ever since we left the barter system, some kind of centralized authority has gotten their cut, even before there were taxes. Before there were taxes, the banks were still getting their cut. It's hard to kick out. That's a big bully. Now, a lot of industries in the last probably 10 to 20 years, a lot of industries have been disrupted, right? Apple, Amazon, Facebook. Like, there's been a lot of disruptions, but it's very hard. Even Spotify was a disruption. But guess what? Music labels found a way to get their cut. But a music label, the music industry, as big as a beast it is, it's not as big as the banks. So I'm not, it's not that it's impossible, but you're trying to take down a very, very big bully. And they're not going to go down lightly unless they can find a way to get their cut. Now, cryptocurrency is traded, right? It's not, it's not that it's centralized, but it is traded on an exchange. Now, the exchange is centralized. One reason it's not time yet is because cryptocurrency... If in order for you to trade it and make a profit on it, it has to be traded on an exchange. If it's traded on an exchange, the exchange can get hacked. Now, cryptocurrency in itself is very protected, so is blockchain. But if it has to come through this area, it's easier to, easier to hack that one spot. Now, various various coins, um, Bitcoin being being one of them, but various exchanges have been hacked 
and millions and millions of dollars have been stolen. Hundreds of millions have been stolen from the exchanges. So that's one downside is that it's much harder to hack a major stock exchange. Like the New York Stock Exchange is much harder to hack than a cryptocurrency exchange, just based on the protection. When we come back, we will finish reviewing some reasons why cryptocurrency is just not quite ready to make it into the mainstream. Stay with us. I'm your host, Alex Cunningham, and if you are enjoying this show and you've been here for a while, you've been listening for a couple episodes, I would love it if you would support this podcast. Now, you've already supported by showing up. You've always supported by sharing this podcast with your friends and family. If you're willing to do a little bit more for us, I would love it if you would purchase our stock market education course. That's if you're not already well-versed in the stock market. It does a wonder for the course and for me as well. And we would love to have you immersed in our community learning in all sorts of ways. Now, you're listening to the Market Adventures podcast. And I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. Um, Cryptocurrency is also not a physical currency, right? It's virtual, which we already knew that. But also, it has to be kept somewhere, too. So it was kept in what's called a digital wallet. Now, that's held in a hard drive. The next reason that cryptocurrency is not quite ready to be mainstream yet is that can be destroyed, your entire wallet can be lost if it's not backed up onto a second hard drive. So if I keep my hard drive at home where I keep all my cryptocurrency or my digital wallet, whatever, my private key is held in there. So if that gets dis- if that gets destroyed, someone throws water on it, someone steals it, there's a hurricane or something like that, I lose everything that was on the hard drive unless I have it backed up. Not exactly the most secure thing. If I have stocks and bonds or real estate, that's not getting destroyed so quickly, right? I don't have to worry about backing it up on a hard drive. The next reason that it's not time yet is because the data, right, is a commodity, right? We, we know that today. Data is more important than anything physical, right? The reason Facebook is worth so much money is not because I'm sending you a picture of my grandmother telling you guys it's her birthday or, you know, somebody just beat cancer or I'm having, you know, I'm having a, a omelet for breakfast, that's not the reason that Facebook is so important. It's the data. Facebook knows more about us than we know. Be honest with you. Facebook knows more about your best friend than you know. So that data is what people pay for. It's a commodity. Privacy is no longer valued. As much as people in this country think they like privacy, they still willingly buy an iPhone and connect every single thing in their house to the iPhone, iWatch, um, iMac, all that stuff. So the system is built around privacy. It will take a major, major paradigm shift for that to be accepted. Now, again, we talk about Uber and Airbnb a lot. The old idea of trusting strangers, that was a paradigm shift. It took a long time for that to to change. Necessity required that change. Here, we don't necessarily, there's no necessity to change to digital currency, right? The banking system will make sure that physical currency 
stays relevant. So you're asking for a paradigm shift that's not needed yet, and people aren't clamoring for privacy. I mean, Edward Snowden told us that the government is watching us, and he still can't come back to the country, and people still demonize him for telling us that our privacy is not really private. So do you really think that they care, people care about privacy in this country? I don't think so. So you're trying to, you're trying to get rid of that. And the last reason, one of the last reasons that cryptocurrency is not time for cryptocurrency yet is it's banned in a lot of countries. Mainly, it's banned in China. Now, China is one of the top two powerhouses in the world. And in terms of, um, in terms of population, they're number one in population. So it's very hard. You know, if you notice, a lot of countries do their best to get some kind of Chinese um, influence, right? They're trying to get some kind of Chinese, Chinese buy into their country because that's where a lot of money is. And same thing with America. A lot of countries want to get mo- money from America. So the fact that in America it's not mainstream, it's not accepted in a lot of places, you really can't use it on the street unless somebody else knows about Bitcoin or knows about cryptocurrency. And on top of it, it's banned in China. There's an implicit ban in China. It's very hard for this thing to go mainstream without the help of two of the biggest nations in the world. Now, if America started accepting cryptocurrency more mainstream, then other countries would be forced to start implementing some form. Side, okay, we're cool with cryptocurrency. Every other country would have to find some way to establish some kind of value and um, accumulate crypto- cryptocurrency. You need that. Now, Canada has a few cities that you could even pay property taxes in cryptocurrency, right? It's that mainstream. You can use stuff in the stores, um, but you can also pay some of your taxes with cryptocurrency. Canada is trying to attract more high-tech and clean industries to their country, which is cool. Um, I think that cryptocurrency is dope, right? Don't get me wrong. I think cryptocurrency is amazing, I think the idea of getting rid of the middleman is amazing. I think that's what makes this country so great is that there's always innovations. Essentially, it sounds bad, but essentially cutting people out because they're making technological advances. Unfortunately, that does put a lot of people out of work, but at the same time, it gives a lot more people opportunity. Right? Cryptocurrency gives a lot of people more opportunities to do something, right? something different than they're doing now. But at the same time, there's so many obstacles that would require uh, uh, changes and paradigm shifts, right? Mental shifts for cryptocurrency to be ready. Now, you can make money trading it if you want to go and learn how to trade it. It's kind of like trading. Um, it's just like trading commodities and trading currencies. I don't trade currencies. I stick with my stocks and options, but to each his own. Um, but in terms of mainstream application, cryptocurrency is not there yet. Blockchain, however will be integrated much, much sooner than crypto. Blockchain is already being used by the military. Blockchain is already being used by multiple, multiple different factions within our society. It's just not mainstream yet. But when people realize the power of blockchain, especially the music music industry, if you're an up-and-coming music artist, if you learn about blockchain, you may not need a major label to make the most amount of money on your music, right? And protect your music from being stolen. If you are in, you know, if you are in real estate, if you're in any of these these different kind of areas where there's a middleman, if you can find a way to use blockchain and learn about blockchain, you can use it to protect your money, protect yourself, but also make it easier for you to make money, both 
uh, both here and internationally too, because the conversion rate is a lot better with cryptocurrency. So those are my thoughts on whether or not it's cryptocurrency. Is it time for it to be mainstream yet? And what are the things that are holding it back? Hey, thank you so much for listening today. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also write us on Instagram or message the Facebook page at Market Adventures Podcast. And don't forget to share this podcast with friends and family. They can find us, again, wherever they get their podcasts. I've been your host, Alex Cunningham, and you've been listening to the Market Adventures.